0: You are Locked On Chargers,
1: your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and on today's show, here to break down Brandon Staley's press conference, we have one of the original members of the show, John Kegley on with us. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog. I also now write for the LA Football Network, but we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. Now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Alright guys, well welcome into all of our new listeners, really appreciate you guys checking out the show, and a special thank you to all of our loyal fans who are coming back to check in on us again, and I think we're all pumped right now guys, I mean we just got done watching Brandon Staley's press conference, which took, you know, 100 minutes, (laughs) it's hard to really stay engaged with a press conference that lasts that long, but that is going to be the main focus of today's show, we're going to be getting into all of the interesting tidbits that we got from Brandon Staley, and we won't even be able to get to All of them. But I think we all felt he pretty much knocked it out of the park. I think all of us got excited after watching that press conference. And then at the end of the show, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. We have some news regarding the Chargers. The Chargers have hired Joe Barry, the Rams linebacker coach, to come be their defensive passing game coordinator and linebackers coach. And they've also interviewed Ronaldo Hill for their defensive coordinator position. And they've also been linked to John Gannon for that defensive coordinator position as well. And that also means that, you know, Jay Rogers from the Bears is not coming over to be the Chargers defensive coordinator. So we'll wrap all that stuff up at the end. But let's get into it. Let's talk about Brandon Staley's first press conference with the team. So first, I just want to start by saying that his overall energy was great. I mean, just as far as he had an answer for every question, he answered it emphatically. He answered it genuinely. You really felt like the things he was saying, he truly meant. And I mean, he was asked about a lot of different things, but I think One of the things that stood out to me, David, was just the connections that he's already making. He talked about how he's talked with not only, you know, current chargers like Derwin James, Austin Eckler, Brian Bulaga, Joey Bosa. He named a bunch and he said, the rest of you, you know, you will be getting a call from me. But also reaching out to the greats like Sean Merriman he talked to, he talked to LT, he talked to Dan Fouts. You got the sense early on that, you know, him being a great communicator wasn't BS. Like, this guy knows how to talk, he knows how to connect to people. I mean, shoot, I felt goosebumps. I felt connected to this guy as he went through this press conference, but you can see him already putting the groundwork in with these players to develop those personal relationships with a guy like Justin Herbert, who we know that means. So much to, and he just wants to kind of pick their brain and listen to what they think going into the season.
0: He went straight into ingratiating himself within the culture of the Chargers, the history of the Chargers, the current players, the Past players even said that he had plans to connect with Philip Rivers but just didn't do so yet because he understood that that was a very important day for Phillip so even understanding that I mean it just another another reason why you know this guy he understands he gets it like and he also talked at length you know not just being able to communicate but being able to tailor the communication and and also know the difference between transmitting information versus actually you know just saying something he wants that information to get to the player and also he's going to listen and he said he learned a lot from his players he said he learned a lot more from his players than he thinks that they learned from him so just that whole idea beyond behind communication I think the way he illustrated that through his words I mean really demonstrated that you know this guy is a high level communicator and he is going to really connect with everybody in the organization and that's definitely something to be very excited about
1: yeah, he said it has to be collaborative. It has to be a partnership between him and the players. And he's also said that he wants that with his coaching staff as well. And he was asked a couple of times about the coaching staff and he didn't get into specifics, but he did talk about kind of what he wanted to get from the coaches that he brings in. He said he wants to put together an elite staff and he wants to bring in guys who are good communicators that are going to be able to talk with the guys they're coaching and, you know, have that connection and also be super well-rounded coaches and be a very unique group. And I think John, that's so important. And, you know, kind of just by getting to know Brandon Staley a little bit that that's what he is. And you'd have to hope that he's kind of bringing in a like-minded guys to coach the staff. And I mean, we'll talk about some of the guys, at the end of the show but I mean he's reaching to different corners of the NFL and just trying to find elite guys as those position coaches guys that he's talked to guys that are kind of on the same wavelength as him and finding those coaches that connect to players and just like not being able to you know just being able to teach these players what to do with you know the right way and being able to say look this is why you need to do this this is how it's going to help you I mean as football players ourselves you know even at a younger age like we know how important that is and it's cool that he's putting that as a premium as he's putting together this coaching staff
2: it's it's really important that he's actually challenging himself by getting those kind of coaches because he said before he wants someone that's going to challenge him like he's going to challenge himself and like that like if you're at practice calling a defensive play he's going to want to call an offensive play against you to try to challenge himself like get better at play calling and adjusting to defenses so the fact that he's doing that is also really good for the team but he said he wants to make everybody one whole family, one whole unit. So that means he's making the coaching staff the same thing. He's really gonna make this one whole thing mold together. And as you mentioned, you believed him too. Oh, I believed every little thing he said. I remember when Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy had theirs, especially Anthony Lynn. It just felt like he was just trying to get past this interview real quick so he can just be done for the day. Like you never really felt anything he was saying. It just felt like he was just trying there to buy. There was
0: no, there was no, we're gonna do what's best for the football team type of answers in this one.
2: Exactly. He was saying exactly what he meant. We're going to we're gonna talk, communicate with players. We're going to let them know that we care. We're going to get smart people so that the players trust them. He even said players know within six seconds whether you're a coach that knows what they're talking about or not. And right. as Wade mentioned, as me and him have been football players, we've had those type of coaches before. When I was in high school, I remember my sophomore year, we had a coach that just made me like, okay – we're just doing drills. Like, what exactly am I learning here? Like, you're just telling me what to do. And the next year, I switched my position, and I had a different position coach. And he, I learned so much about blitzing and everything from him. And I was like, oh, this, this guy knows what he's talking about, and I respected him for it. So I know what these players are going to be feeling like when they get to talk to someone that teaches them something rather than someone that just connects with them. Like, Anthony Lynn might have had a good locker room, kept a good family atmosphere, but did those players really get better over the years? Did he really challenge them and educate them? Not really. (laughs) Nothing really improved every year with Anthony Lynn but Staley could probably do that. Staley could probably make Sam Tevye a lot better player just with the way that interview went. You, You never know as long as you communicate and you can mold with these players a lot of things can happen so he's already got a really good first foot in the door.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that's what, you know, teaching has so much to do with it. I mean, he talked about special teams and how that has to be better and stuff. But when he was asked why teaching is so important, he said just because there's so much to learn. It requires so much of you to be good at it because you have to be so good in this league. And he said that he thinks that people that can explain things to the players are at their best. And those players who are listening will come through when it matters most. And what is one thing we saw with this team was they didn't come through. When it mattered most. And you can just tell by how detailed he is. How much substance there was in each of his answers. Like this is going to be a well organized team. This team is going to be the team. That is going to come through in those situations. Because. They've had a coach connect with them. They've had a coach go through this specific situation. They've had a coach who connected with them. And now once they get in there, now it's just instincts taking over because they've been there. They've already done it. They've talked through it. And I think all of those things are so important. He talked about how his parents were teachers and just how he comes from the Bruce and Linda Staley coaching tree, as far as how he you know thinks of himself as far as him as a coach and how he's always been ready to take on this head coaching position. But one of the biggest things that was on everyone's mind was how is this going to work with Justin Herbert? And I thought it was pretty telling on what he talked about that with David just because he kind of hit all the notes we wanted to. I mean, he said he was very impressed by what Justin Herbert was able to do coming in in a pandemic, having had all of the change he had at Oregon, and then especially what he was able to do in two-minute situations this season. And you can tell those guys are the guys he likes the most, the guys who are coming through in the clutch. But more importantly, he said this offense will be built around it's, you know, elite players. And on defense, that'll be, you know, Derwin James, Joey Bosa and Kenneth Murray on offense. This is going to be an offense that's built around Justin Herbert to try to find whatever he does well and exemplify that the best.
0: Well, and you also got the sense that he felt super honored and, and very, very privileged to be a coach with a quarterback, the caliber and the youth and exuberance of Justin. Herbert. You really got that. Yeah, exactly. And the, in the intelligence and the aptitude for for learning, I mean, he, you you know, you really got that. He was really excited to touch base with Justin Herbert on on what people are saying is him coaching, you know, from the quarterback's perspective on what the defense is going to try to do to Justin, and you know, building that system around Justin and accentuating what he does well. I mean, it, he is enough to say that, but he's proven it. You know, he's done that on the defensive side with his defensive playmakers, with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald having phenomenal seasons, and you know, multiple other examples of players across the league like Khalil Mack and Justin Simmons with the Broncos. He's done that. And I mean I think you know that's why you get excited about him saying those things about getting Justin Herbert in this great position to continue that growth and just unlock what potential we all know Justin Herbert has.
2: Well and, and John- I just love that he's actually gonna take this approach of I'm gonna think of the defense do an offensive mindset and vice versa. That's just a great way to do this. <laughs>
1: When he said he wants to build off of a comfort zone with Justin Herbert too, John. And that's, you know, they were talking about Pep Hamilton, Shane Steichen and getting that continuity for him. But he said, you know, yes, we want to build off that comfort zone for Justin Herbert. And we want to build a staff to get the most out of him. And we all know how Justin Herbert kind of is as a person. You need those personal relationships with Justin Herbert. And it seems like he wants to have that with him. He wants to find what his comfort zone is so he can build off that and make him a better player. And I would be... I would like to be a fly on the wall and what those conversations between these two guys picking each other's brains would look like.
2: Oh, that's going to be a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's it's going to be a beautiful thing hearing Herbert ask questions and hearing hit the coach's response, even the position coaches' responses to this. Like, There's going to be so much knowledge being presented to this team for the first time in a long time. And I don't know what these players are going to be able to do with it in the first year because I feel like it's going to like hit them like a brick wall at first. Right. But I think like after the first year, they're going to be able to really adjust and have homework and be studying and actually know what to do. And from then on, it's just going to be how much effort do they want to put in. It's going to be on the players now. Like, Are you willing to put in the same effort your coaches have been putting in to get you ready? Are you willing to put that effort in to be ready? I think that's where it's going to come down to. And having the comfort zone with Herbert... Having the game plan ready, being able to think of the offense through the defensive mind, the defense through the offensive mind, instead of just, well, as a defensive coach, I know that when they run this, I should run this. But in the other way, you're going, what would the offense think I'm about to do right now? Like, right. It's a way better way to plan for the game. You're actually studying your opponent and being ready. Something Anthony Lynn really struggled with. We talked about that every week on this podcast.
1: Game plans and adjustments.
0: Well, and having all
1: of all three phases
0: be connected together. You know, he, that was one thing that he spoke about as well, is having the special teams and the offense and the defense all mirror themselves and the effort and the technique. And that was another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, going back to the teaching part, is he said that his, his teaching is going to be founded, it going to be grounded in technique. And that's saying if you always have correct technique, you always have a chance. We all know that there's plenty of talented players, but – we don't know that the technique is always properly there. So installing that within his teaching is definitely exciting as well.
1: Yeah. And I believed him when he said, you know, techniques and fundamentals are going to be what kind of gets this team over the Hill. And I just think that if you were worried about the Chargers offense going into this press conference, I think he gave you a lot of reasons not to be. And I think he just had such a good answer for everything. You could tell that, you know, John Spanos, Tom Tulesco were both blown away by kind of his vision for not just the defense, but the offense. And, we do want to talk about the defense, because he is a defensive guy coming from a very good defensive team with the Rams last season. So we're going to get into what he thinks about this defense, what their alignment is going to be, are they going to be a 3-4 defense, and how he's going to try to get the most out of players like Derwin James, Joey Bosa, and much more coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I also need to tell you guys about the best protein bar in the world, and that is a Built Bar. Thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring us, and I'm happy to do it because they have the best tasting protein bar you're going to get. And if a protein bar doesn't taste good, you're just simply not going to eat it. And now you can choose from a bunch of different flavors. No matter what you like, they'll have something for you. They have banana bread, orange, peanut butter brownie, coconut, toffee, almond, so many flavors to choose from, and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew while also being a low calorie, low sugar, high protein. And high fiber treat that you can eat without any of the guilt. So, right now, we can even help you guys get some built bars and save you some money because if you go to builtbar.com, you can use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on, all caps, one word for 20% off at builtbar.com. So, obviously, Brandon Staley is a defensive minded football coach. He actually said, you know, this is the first time I've gotten the opportunity to be an offensive coach because now he's the head coach. He's the coach for the entire team, and what he wanted to talk about with the team is just having a connected team, a team that knows one another, a team that knows how we're planning to compete and win each game, a team that is mentally and physically tough, you need guys with the right makeup, you need guys that when you need it, you're going to get it, so I think that was something I thought was pretty telling, but I was interested to hear what he was going to say about the defense, and obviously we know mentally and physically tough people or what this Chargers defense means, but... It was funny hearing him talk about like specific players. Like He was asked about Derwin James and Joey Bosa and Kenneth Murray, and he like had an answer for each of those guys and how he wanted to kind of use each of those guys. But the first thing he talked about, John, was just the 3-4 defense, and a lot of people were focusing on that when he was coming in. And what he said was basically, we play so many different groupings that most of it will be 5-DB groupings. What makes this unique is that we are not tied to any specific defense. What we should know is what... Derwin Joey Bosa Kenneth Murray what you should know about this defense is that Derwin James Joey Bosa and Kenneth Murray will be featured and we will get the best out of them
2: which is the correct response to that there should not be we're gonna run this formation that formation this kind of defense it's what are the players gonna be good at what are the, what do the players fit if Joey Bosa somehow happens to be better in a 3-4 defense if he's better at being one of the defensive lineman. while there's linebackers on the outside of him, then you have to go with that. Have you gotten to see that in person? No, because you've seen him in the 4-3 where he's the outside defensive end and he's rushing the outside and getting after the QB. What if you find out he's better on the inside? Like Stuff like that is what this guy's gonna go through and that's what you need to do. You need to figure out what these players strengths are, what they're good at, and maybe you find a better type of defense. And the fact that he's willing to go through a lot of different kind of packages, Mm -hmm. shows that he'll be able to adjust and he won't be as predictable as well because he can also give guys rest. If you put more linebackers out than D. Lyman, then you have D. Lyman getting a rest, then you can switch it out during the middle of the game, go back to the 4-3. There's a lot of ways to do this, but he's showing that he's not willing to just sit in one way like a Gus Bradley. He's not going to sit in a 4-3 and run a cover three all day. Right, Right. and he's
0: actually going to be the guy that's going to be calling the plays. That's another thing that we learned in the press conference, Daniel, is that no matter who the defensive coordinator is – as of right now, he's Brandon Staley is going to be the one calling the
1: plays for the defense. He said that's the plan. So obviously, with plans, things can change. But you know, when you have your defensive coordinator, I guess that's part of the time to have that conversation. But as of right now, he's planning to call it, which I'm a hundred percent therefore as well because he doesn't seem like the type of guy that can only really focus on one thing it seems like he has everything kind of under control but he had specific things to say about each guy you know he said Joey has the tools that you're looking for a relentless competitor and of all the guys like Aaron Donald and Joey Bosa they all have a motor and he also called him a tough football playing Jesse which I thought was hilarious but uh he also you know talked about Derwin James David and it was funny because he was like you know my kids have been around Jalen Ramsey Aaron Donald all these guys and like they were shook when they saw Derwin James just because he's a different type of player and he just said that guy stands out. He also talked about Kenneth Murray and his versatility, he said he has the traits to be, you know, not just a great tackling linebacker, but a great rushing linebacker, a great coverage linebacker, and that he has to get it to the point where Kenneth Murray can just let his instincts take over. And I think you could tell kind of just when he was talking about those three guys that The defense will probably be centered around a lot of those guys and what they do well. And also, he already has kind of a plan on how he wants to get the most out of them.
0: What I appreciated about what he said about each one of these players is that he wasn't afraid to actually talk about how good they were and not feel like it was disrespectful to the rest of the guys on the team. But he was able to acknowledge that these couple of guys right here, these guys are special. These guys are difference makers. These guys are who we need to accentuate, who we need to build around, who we need to build our our defense around, who we need to put in positions to make the plays for us because that's what these guys are built to do. So it was very refreshing to hear that type of answer and hear a coach be able to confidently talk about how good certain players were. Uh, You just don't you just don't hear that very often. So, I mean, that was really exciting. And, you know, we all know that you should put those players in a position. But I think you really believe that he's going to do
1: that for this defense. And that is definitely what we need to see. Well, it's not even just like putting them in the best position to succeed. It's building the defense around those guys. Right. And not being tied to, hey, this is going to be a three four defense.
2: Well, and the fact that he talked about the big guys but also said, we're going to build this team, everyone's going to be one, that's a big part too. That means he's going to build your weaker players. And I player I development rugby. was a
1: big thing. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, and I, when I played rugby, one thing I learned was you're only as strong as your weakest player, and that is so true. You can do all you want with your really good players. You could sit there and be like, okay, we got to make Bosa better. He's great, but we got to make him better. But what are you really improving? You're just making one part of your team better. But if you go to those three guys at the bottom that are really, really bad, and you make them better, now your team as a whole is a lot better. Like if you, I like to use the reference of Madden ratings. If you were to take a mat, like all the t- players' in Madden ratings, an average amount, your team comes out to like what, like a 74 overall. But if you get those. Sure. Four players at the bottom to move up a little bit now your overall team averages a 78 like your team got better so stuff like that the player development is going to make stuff like that a lot better for this team and then at some point you're going to sit there and go we have a really tough decision here this free agency who do we let go whereas like now we're just like oh pff, let all these guys go and let's just focus on these five guys these five guys are probably the only one to talk about
0: Well, uh, and he's shown that he can do that with the Rams, too. Like, there's several players that got uh, uplifted that we've talked about with Ryan DeRude and several other people about Brandon Staley's ability to not only accentuate those, you know, star players, but be able to have other guys like Leonard Floyd have career years. So, I mean, and a couple other defensive backs have great years. So, I mean, that's what he's shown that he can do. I mean, he can he can do both.
1: Yeah, and you can tell player development is going to be a big thing with him. And even when he was talking about the past great players he has worked with, he also talked about all the you know unsung heroes of those groups and other guys who came in and made contributions. And yeah, if you can get those guys with the 55 baton ratings up to you know a 69, guess what? You just really improved your team as a whole. And you can tell that he's committed to do that. And one of the other things he's committed to do is be at the front or the forefront as he said of the analytics movement in the NFL but John I know one thing that you wanted to hear was it's not all about analytics because he said yes you want all the information that's possible even as far as you know the training staff and guys injuries and figuring out you know how these guys can stay healthy and all of those things as well as helping you create better decision making in a game just by having the numbers that you need having all of the information that you can ask for But at the same time, your feel for the game is equally important.
2: Yes, at first when they brought up analytics and he started talking about how important it was, I was like, oh, come on, dude, don't be one of those type of guys. Then he said, but you also have to know the flow of the game and the feel of the game. And I was like, okay, there we go, he gets it. But basically what that means is if they say, okay, it's fourth and four at your 40, you have a 70% chance to convert this, or if you convert this, your chances to win the game go up 15%. Okay, but you also got to learn the feel of the game here. If you're doing this against the Jets, okay, sure, that 70% probably happens. If you're doing this against, say, like Tampa Bay's defense, that 70% probably doesn't happen. And then there's other things like when is this happening in the game and what has happened before the game. So like when the Chargers played the Chiefs in like week two, Herbert's first start, you're not supposed to punt the ball in overtime to give it back to Mahomes after he's been hot the rest of the game. You take your chance and go for it, even though analytics says you need to punt the ball it's the feel of the game how's the game going if you could be playing sam darnold and if he's been throwing for 400 yards on you you got to take more chances offensively not listen to the analytics because he's obviously shown he's having a hot game
1: yeah for sure well and i don't i don't think analytics or the feel for the game tells you to pump back to patrick Mahomes in overtime and that was just the other thing was just it was so inconsistent before with anthony lynn and i think that was just the This guy is not going to second guess his decisions, right? He's going to go in and he's going to make a decision and he's going to be fully confident in that and he's going to live with the results. And if it doesn't work, he's going to fix it. And I think that's what was kind of so inspiring from this press conference is just like, this guy knows it's not going to be perfect. There's no perfect players. There's none of those things, but he's going to do literally everything he can to make it better, but I think we could probably go another three segments just on you know this press conference if you guys want to hear more for it. We'll be recording Chargers Domination Live later tonight, live on Facebook, and we'll have more time to dive into it, but I do want to get into the latest rumors surrounding the Chargers coaching staff, so we're going to get into you know potential defense coordinators, new positions filled on Brandon Staley's staff, and much more coming up right after this, but first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. If you guys haven't checked out the Super Bowl prop bets that they have going on right now, even with the halftime show and so much more than that, you guys have to check it out with the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. There's only two more weekends of football, guys. I mean, get in while you can because there's not too much time left. There's a bunch of great bets going on for not only this upcoming game in the championship weekend coming up but also for the super bowl as well so if you guys don't already make sure to go to betonline.ag to find the place with the best profits the best spreads that you're going to find and a place that's going to give you free money because if you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, you can use the promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus so just go so go create that free account and get some free money on us guys use that promo code locked on all caps one word for your 50 percent welcome bonus so we heard a lot from Brandon Staley about you know his vision for the team and all of that, and I think we're starting to see what that vision looks like by some of the guys that he's trying to bring in. We saw they brought in Jay Rogers, and now we know that he's not going to be the defensive coordinator, so to take that guy away from the Bears who was up for that Bears defensive coordinator job and have him be something less than that, I think shows you the type of elite staff that he's going to try to build with the Chargers, but... The one that we do know now from Tom Pellicero, the Chargers do have a new linebackers coach because we did talk about how you know some of the guys who didn't get the bump up to defensive coordinator David with the Rams might potentially want to come join Brandon Staley on the other side of Los Angeles, and we now saw that because Joe Barry, the Rams linebackers coach, is now going to be the Chargers defensive passing game coordinator and linebackers coach, and This is a guy that got a lot out of some pretty lesser-known linebackers on that team. If anyone can name the linebackers on the Rams, I'd be super impressed because they were not very well-known guys, especially the inside linebackers, and obviously they had the number one defense in the league. But this is another thing where the Chargers have a little bit of gamesmanship because Sean McVay can't block you if you're technically getting a promotion because now not only is he the linebackers coach, but he's also the defensive passing game coordinator which is something I don't think the Chargers have ever had.
0: No, I don't think they have ever had that, but I mean that's the beauty of being the head coach is I mean we've heard of those positions at other places so it's sure. not like it's you know a brand new position but it's a brand new position to this organization. So that's one of those ways where <laughs> Brandon Staley can be like, "Sorry Sean, he's coming with me." So, uh it's definitely good because we know that Joe Barry has a lot of experience I mean he has been in this league and coached for a very long time and had a lot of success so and that was one of the things that he also talked about in in the press conference Brandon Staley is that I want to bring in guys that you know maybe will be able to supplement some of the things that I don't have Um, and so that I think right here with Joe Barry that experience part is going to definitely help him as he is a a brand new first-time head coach
1: Yeah, and another thing was, I mean, even Tom Telesco talked about it. Like, they want to build this staff up so deep, though, if they do lose coaches to other teams because the Chargers are performing well, they have somebody else that can come in and step up because all of these guys kind of deserve a shot for bigger roles in the NFL. And I think these coaches that are flocking in know that their best shot to put their best foot forward is with Brandon Staley. And I think that is very telling. But another guy, John, that's been hot in their defensive coordinator search, now it's come up, is Rappaport. Ian Rappaport reported the chargeable interview Colts defensive backs coach Jonathan Gannon for their defensive coordinator job with Brandon Staley. Like, they said Gannon was a popular name on several prospective head coach staff lists after thriving in Indy, and he also has spoken with the Bears as well. And one thing, I mean, obviously – Gannon is a guy that a lot of people are going after right now. I've seen him linked to more jobs than just the bears, but I think we're seeing in this, you know, coaching hiring from Brandon Staley, he's going to go to the, you know, the different corners of the league. He's going to go to different teams. He's not just bringing over a bunch of Rams guys. He's legitimately trying to just find all of the guys he thinks that are innovating at their positions in the NFL right now and put them all in the same coaching staff.
2: Well, and he it looks like he's also trying to interview different positions as well. I mean, he, you got Joe Barry, a linebacker's coach. This guy's a, a defensive back's coach. Frank Smith, yeah. You know, this guy is a defensive back's coach. He interviewed a, a defensive line coach in Chicago. I mean, he's he's interviewing different positions, and I think that's – and he's always interviewing guys that are making those positions better. I mean, you mentioned – And coveted how, guys too. You mentioned how Barry made guys like Troy Reeder and Kenny Young a little bit better, right? Like he, he made those guys work better. And then mm-hmm. there's also guys – on the Colts, like Xavier Rhodes hasn't was looking really bad his last few years with the Vikings, and he had a decent year with the Colts. It wasn't great, but Julian he had a decent Blackman, year. The, a
1: rookie, yeah,
2: yeah. He made guys better at their position, so you can see that there's a trend of who he's going for here. So the fact that he's going just interviewing them just shows that he's going to look for different position group coaches and see who does the best with his philosophy and see who he can get. But these all are guys that have been in the league for a long time, have some experience, and obviously share the same philosophy. I mean, Gannon's been in the league for like 13 years, and he has coached a lot of different ways. But it's mostly mm-hmm. been defensive back, but he's been a defensive assistant. He's also He was with the Falcons in 2007 as a defensive assistant, and that Falcons team really needed some help defensively and the fact that he's a defensive assistant, imagine if he was the actual defensive coordinator. <laughs> that that Falcons team was not the greatest defensively, but if he was the actual coordinator, I think they would have been a little bit better based on what his resume shows with the Colts and all these other teams.
1: Yeah, and maybe they would have been better if he was taking charge of it, but it does seem like he is very much you know, casting a wide net on what he's looking for from these coaches. But more importantly, he's looking at what these coaches – have been able to do with the players that they have, and are they getting the most out of those players? And another guy that he, the Chargers have already interviewed is Reynaldo Hill, who is a defensive backs coach for the Denver Broncos. Obviously, another guy that he worked with, but then you also look at you know, it's hard to see what he was able to do this year. I mean, when we talked about the charging going up against the Broncos, we talked about how the fact that they were on their fourth and fifth defensive backs, right, already. So, I mean, he was getting, you know, the most out of those players to even keep it competitive. But what he was able to do with a guy like Justin Simmons, what he was able to do coaching, you know, and having Chris Harris Jr. on the team and learning from guys like that. I mean, this is another guy who's a former player who played 10 years in the league as a safety before entering into the coaching ranks. And I think this is... Just another example of, you know, this guy hasn't gotten the job, but they're putting in their due diligence, David, and they're bringing in, you know, all of these guys. And just because he, you know, coached with Brandon Staley with the Broncos doesn't necessarily mean he automatically gets the job.
0: No, it doesn't, but like I said before when I interrupted John, sorry about that John, is that he's bringing in guys that people around the league want like there, there's there's not multiple teams that are excited about these guys and that just goes to show you that, I mean, yeah, he, he's looking at guys that he has a relationship with and that he's worked with, but also he's, wor- he's looking for the best, like he truly really is looking for the best, most elite staff as he put it um, so that they have that depth and they have that, you know, that just that ability, so i mean it's exciting i mean you know the end the fact that they are you know putting together a very thorough examination of who is going to be able to bring out the best in these players that the chargers have and want to bring in and and have that shared vision that uh brandon staley's bringing to the chargers
2: and i think it's important yeah, to mention that he's taking his time studying as well like sure he does his homework and he's actually studying these guys and looking around he's not just Sticking to one thing or trying to hurry up and do it like Anthony Lynn really didn't take much time in planning anything out He just went with it and just started like okay, let's just get started He's actually doing his work and putting in a lot of time. Just imagine what he's gonna do with game film
1: Well, and it seemed like with Anthony Lynn that like some of those guys like George Stewart were only there Not because he was a great special teams coach but also just because he was Anthony Lynn's longtime mentor and the league is made up of different relationships and that's always going to play a part in it. But when you look at, you know, the guys that these guys are coaching, I mean, for Ronaldo Hill, I mean, not only did he play in the league, but he coached defensive backs for Pittsburgh, for three seasons, and we all know how good that defense is and you know getting the most out of a lot of lesser-known DBs. You look at the Miami Dolphins in 2018 and what he was able to do with Xavier and Howard. Then you go to the Denver Broncos right now and you look at what he's been able to do with a guy like Justin Simmons. Like He's finding guys that are getting the most out of their players, and that's the only thing we can ask for from the head coach. And I think he's committed to doing that not only on offense, not only on defense. I think he'll be committed to that in special teams too, and he brought special teams and specifically the kicking game up a lot today and he's not necessarily tied to Michael Badgley. Michael Badgley wasn't his kicker. And if we think we know Brandon Staley like we think we do, you know, I don't know if he's gonna be cool with all those missed kicks. I mean whether you're looking at analytics or winning games are coming up in the clutch, it's hard to make an argument on the behalf of Michael Badgley there. But obviously we came away very impressed with Brandon Staley's press conference. We've come away very impressed with the staff that he's bringing in so far. I mean, it looks like an all-star game of coaching staff so far. And I mean, it's just, it's really impressive and it's really exciting. And I think we all left today being very excited about what this future holds for Justin Herbert, for Joey Bosa, for this defense, for the younger guys that will get opportunities. And most importantly, having a team that's going to build player development. So you're not getting as ravaged by the injuries because you have other guys that can come in and contribute. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Like I said, if you guys want to hear more about Brandon Staley and his press conference, you can check us out on Chargers Domination Live tonight when we go live on Facebook. But until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at Locked LAC and to like the Facebook page of Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. And it's the fastest and easiest way to get the show. If you guys want to get your reactions into Brandon Staley's press conference, the phone number is 323-524-7924 for the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. It's going to ring. Just wait till it gets done ringing and you can leave your voicemail. We hope to get you guys' voices on the show. But that's going to do it for today's show and for the week. We'll be back with you guys on Monday with the latest on Brandon Staley and his coaching staff and everything Chargers. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.